It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to the same old place that you laughed about. That's right. I am Dennis Worth with Funny Like Clown Podcast, and I'm back just like Welcome Back, Cotter. I know it's been a few weeks since I've been with you guys. Uh, I've been busy. Um, you know, other than the podcast, I did a short film about comedian Sam Kennison, and I can't wait for it to come out for you guys to see it. It's called uh, From Preacher to Prophet, a Sam Kennison Story. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So look for it on the internet. His brother, uh, Bill, Sam's brother, Bill Kennison, he has to approve it. But other than that, it's almost ready to go. So keep an eye out for that. But we are here to talk about today comedian Lenny Bruce, who was actually one of the guys who inspired uh, Sam Kennison. And he actually, he paved the way. He paved the way for a lot of comics, man, to do what they do today. Carlin Pryor, a bunch of them. And uh, this is episode 35 of Funny the Clown Podcast, September 1st, 2019, brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce for the spicy, sweet, savory taste in game time. There's only one G Vegas available. Go to gvegas.webs.com and check out the homemade buffalo sauce. Good stuff. And uh, we're in front of Skip's Diner today because we're coming at you from Gardner, a little town outside of Boston. And we're doing all the famous places in Gardner. And this is a famous place. It was in the movie School Ties with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and a bunch of other stars. And uh, now it's in Funny Like Clown Podcast. So, you know, we got all the famous places here in G Vegas. Uh, that's why they call us G Vegas, I guess. I don't know. It's not that many famous places. But this is one of them right here, all right? You come on down to Skip's Diner and you get yourself some good breakfast. And, uh, Tom, you know Matt Damon. Maybe they know. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to have a, a big uh, buffalo sauce contest sponsored by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce here in Gardner at uh, Dunn's Pond. And uh, the Gardner Conservation Committee actually shut us down on that. Well, they didn't shut us down, but it was like, wink, wink, we don't want you there. And... If you show up, we're going to give you a hard fucking time. So we had to cancel out on that. Uh, so I got something for the Gardner Conservation Committee. I ain't going to say what it is. But uh, other than that, I love Gardner. Okay, so come on down. But um, no, I think the next uh, next episode, I'm going to come at you from Dunn's Pond. And I'm going to cook some stuff because i got little grills out there that are apparently... The Gardner Conservation Committee don't want a large group of people, but if it's just me doing a podcast, hopefully they don't throw me the hell out of there. But uh, let's get to Lenny Bruce, man, all right? Because, you know, enough of that. Uh, known for his uh, freestyle critical form of comedy. Um, he was uh, he was ahead of his time. I guess he was doing uh, the Smothers Brothers, I guess, how they were controversial. I guess he was uh, the controversial comic of his time. And it was a different time back then where... Uh, you could actually, you know, before they passed the freedom of speech thing, you know, which George Carlin actually inspired by Lenny Bruce, the seven words you can't say on TV. But you could be arrested back then for uh, lewd, they called it what, lewd acts in, uh, in public, okay? So they considered talking dirty at a comedy show a lewd act in public and you could be arrested for it. And a lot of comedians said, fuck it, we don't care. You know, this is America, we have a right to free speech and we're going to... We're going to say what they say. And they'd wait. they wait. You know, Lenny Bruce, he waited many nights. He knew he was going to get arrested after his set. He just waited for the cops to show up. And he did what he had to do to pave the way for comedians to do what they're doing at this time. 
Um, he did a lot of jokes about state, politics, religion, sex, um, his vulgarity, I guess. He was known, you know, like the Andrew Dice Clay and the Sam Kennison of the 80s. Well, he was that guy of the 60s, okay? And Dice and uh, Kennison and Pryor and Carlin, you know, they wouldn't have did what they were doing today if it wasn't this guy, you know, fighting and getting arrested and, and saying, you know, we're going to do this, which, you know, led to the Supreme Court actually, you know, passing a law against what's a lewd act and what isn't in public, okay? So that's a cool thing. Um, his trial for obscenity was seen as a landmark for freedom of speech, okay? Which, again, we're in America, you know, you thought you always had freedom of speech, but while we do, you can't stand up in a movie theater and scream fire and, and spread panic like that. and You can't have lewd acts, you know. You tell a dirty joke in front of a bunch of people, it might inspire them to, you know, flip out or something. Uh, I remember Axel Rose uh, one time, I forget what state, he still wanted us, there's a warrant out for his arrest in a state where, for citing a riot, where he riled up the crowd so bad at one of his concerts that they actually started to break stuff, and he's wanted for citing a riot, okay, so I mean, you can't use your popularity to incite people to do, you know, bad things, they'll come after you for that stuff, so, um... Rolling Stone had him as the third best comic of all time, behind only Pryor and Carlin. And both Pryor and Carlin both said they, they couldn't have did what they did if it wasn't for this guy. That, that was the guy our legends looked up to was Lenny Bruce, so what he did. Uh, uh, he lived in New York. He joined the Navy. Um, he was disgraced after he did a show for his shipmates, and he was dressed in drag during the uh, show. And... Well, that's a common thing nowadays. Back then, it was very uncommon to do that. It was very, you know, there's drag shows all over. They're actually a very popular thing nowadays. But for the time that he was in, it was not a very popular thing to do. And especially being in the military, because, I mean, it's just recently where, you know, they pass laws where women and, and can go to battle now and, you know, gays can serve in the military. Pools. Don't ask, don't tell. Well, now, you know, you can, you can freely serve, okay? And you want to serve your country, God bless you. I don't care what you do. Um, so, uh, I believe he got a honorable discharge from the Army, then he started starring in burlesque shows, uh, with his wife and his mother, and, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, doing the film The Rocket Man, uh, he was a roommate of Buddy Hackett in the 50s, okay, Buddy Hackett, another legendary comedian for movies and stuff, uh, the two appeared on... Patrice Munsell show, that was the show back at the time, and uh, from that he got booked to headline a uh, night at a club, and he got fired the first night for Blue Material, okay, so after uh, Buddy Hackett got him on a TV show, he got booked to play in a club, he went up there, he did some dirty jokes, and they said, hey, we can't have that in here, which, you know, a lot of clubs, they're family clubs, you know, and they, they don't want you doing Blue Material because uh, they're just, it's, it's mom and dad, and it's, you know, the, the, the parents of kids, and there's other clubs, you know, where it's teenagers and college people, and they're looking for that kind of material, and, you know, you really gotta, you gotta weed out in comedy who's gonna accept the blue material and who's not, but not every place is going to, uh, so, uh, after being fired for that, and I, I know, you know, it's a political scene in Boston, you gotta know people to get into a thing, and the more people tried to kick me down, the harder I wanted it, so, uh, I mean, once he got fired from that, I imagine the harder, harder he wanted it, um, that led to his first album, The Sick Humor of Lenny Bruce, and, uh, uh, Lenny, he released a total of four comedy albums of original material on Fantasy Records, uh, two were produced and sold by himself, which that's actually a newer thing, and I was just seeing a thing on, uh, Joan Jett, 
Joan Jett, I mean, she's one of the most popular female, you know, guitarists. And everybody told her, you know, a girl can't do rock and roll. It's a guy saying a girls can't do rock and roll. She said, I'm going to prove you wrong. And she actually, when she released her first album, she sold them out of the back of her car, she said. And they had some friends that uh, put up their daughter's college fund to finance it, to get her to do it. And paid off for them because they went on to do, uh, what, Joan Jett Records. And she's probably one of the most popular female icons of all time so don't be afraid you know if the industry tells you not to do something don't be afraid to do it yourself go out and do it and that's why i just did uh the, the sam kennison short movie because they don't want to move on the major movie and i'm hoping that might inspire them to do it but uh um the, the two records that he produced by himself that started his legal troubles he was blacklisted from tv for being a lewd comic which Nowadays, being a lewd comic would get you booked, but back then it would not get you booked. They wanted clean family acts. Uh, he occasionally had TV appearances uh, from sympathetic fans. Uh, Hugh Hefner from Playboy, Steve Allen, uh, they were a couple fans of his who actually, you know, enjoyed that kind of... Like, there's always somebody who enjoys a dirty joke. I mean, my mother hates my dirty jokes, but, you know, a lot of people, they absolutely love them. It's what I grew up on. It's what I find funny. That's why I do them. But uh, some of his lewd jokes included sniffing glue as a teenager. And uh, that was edited out by TV. They said it was too tough for TV. Uh, February 3rd, 1961, it gave his breakout performance at Carnegie Hall. And uh, that was released as a three-disc set. And, you know, there's some nights, and they say every night's different in comedy. Some nights you hit a home run, and other nights you can do the exact same set, and people just don't get it. Every crowd's different. That's half the fun. If it was the same night every night, you wouldn't do it. But they have those nights where you really connect with the crowd, and you hit a home run. Well, he hit a home run that night. I mean, where everything was just clicking. Everything was on the right thing. Led to a three-disc set. Uh, he married a stripper, uh, but he was... Uh, Determined to get her st to stop stripping, so she took uh, he took donations for a leper colony disguised as a priest. Okay, so this is how he made money before he got popular. So he disguised himself as a priest, and he took donations for a leper company. They call it a New York Street scam artist. Where if you go to New York now, everybody's got a scam, whether it's playing cards, the tricky, or whatever. They all got a scam. But he said that some of the money he did send to the colonies, not all. He did. He admitted later on that he did keep some of it, but. Uh, Hey, you go to New York, there's always a scam going on. Uh, he was arrested at a jazz workshop for using the word cocksucker. I guess that's considered a lewd act if you say that in public while you're on stage. Well, uh, that resulted in many arrests for obscenity thereafter. Um, and I, I, like nowadays, you know, when they pass the big smoking laws, you can't smoke in public. Well, they passed it where if it was part of your act, you could still do it. Because when I went to see Andrew Dice Clay, it was at a place he can't smoke, and he lit right up, and somebody yelled out, thought you couldn't smoke in here. And he said, yeah, for you, you know, I'm a star, I can smoke. But it's actually, if it's part of your act, you can still smoke on stage. That's why he gets through, well, everybody watching him can't, because it's the law, you can't smoke in, you know, inside, you have to go outside to smoke. I think that's a good I think smoking is never my thing. Kind of a dirty thing, but, uh... He was arrested on drug charges many times. Uh, he played in London, then was banned from uh, entertaining the country as a undesirable alien. Now, can you imagine being banned from an entire country that they don't want you doing comedy in their country? Not in a club, not in a city, not in a state, but the entire country has banned you as an undesirable alien for telling dirty jokes. I found that one hysterical right there. That would be the top of my, my credit list, that I was banned from another country, an entire country, for telling dirty jokes. That's, that's unbelievable. 
hole right there. But uh, the police, they would go undercover and they would be in the audience. And, uh, and you know, if he did any lewd acts, they'd be ready to arrest him after the show for lewd behavior. And uh, like I said, that led to uh, Carlin's seven dirty words you can't see on TV. Uh, and it was a much publicized case before it was decided that, you know, free speech finally won out, that you do have the right to free speech, and that, uh, you know, if people took what you did and did something as a riot, it wasn't your fault, you know, that you could tell a dirty joke and people did something because of it. Well, that was on them, not you. So that's a good thing right there. Uh, in uh, 1966, he was found dead in his Hollywood home bathroom of a drug overdose, and he was a frequent drug user, which... We talked before previous episodes, drugs are such a rampant thing in comedy, which uh, the schedule is so demanding, and as you get older, your body can't keep up with it, and a lot of people turn to drugs to, you know, meet the demanding schedule, and it's only a matter of time. Your body's going to keep wanting more and more and more until you give it too much, and then too much is too much. Uh, let's see, uh, New York Governor George Padakey granted him a pardon for his Luex of... Uh, his Ludax conventions, and this was, you know, after he died, they did it as a tribute to him that uh, we're going to dismiss all the charges that were against you. Uh, he was uh, number three on Comedy Central's all-time comedians, again, behind uh, Pryor and Carlin, uh, and both credited him as an influence, and uh, Pryor saying, uh, listening to him changed my life. So Rich is Richard Pryor, who's known as the godfather of our comedy time, saying that listening to Lenny Bruce changed his life, you know, and we, we wouldn't have gotten the stuff we got from Richard Pryor if it wasn't for him listening to Lenny Bruce. There's always that one guy. Me, I love watching comedy. I love to watch it. I cracked up. I'd watch marathons all weekend. I'd sit home and just watch marathons all weekend long of comedy. And as much as I loved it, I'd have watched it forever, but I would have never tried it if it wasn't for Sam Kinison. He made me laugh so hard. I said, I have to try, at least try to make someone laugh as hard as that guy made me laugh. And I've had some of the funnest times and met some of the most wonderful people in the world doing comedy so I would have missed out on all that if it wasn't for Sam and Richard Pryor he would have missed out on a lot if it wasn't for Lenny so this was the guy who paved the way the original guy uh, 1974 they did a biographic film about Lenny uh, starring what famous actor the famous actor was Dustin Hoffman now there's a tribute I mean Dustin Hoffman he's one of the most famous guys of our time and he's doing a uh, tribute film to uh, Lenny Bruce. He played Lenny Bruce. And uh, uh, documentary in 1998 was narrated by what famous actor? All right, now this is a uh, documentary they did about Lenny Bruce, and it was narrated by Robert De Niro. So here you got Dustin Hoffman, who played him in a film, Robert De Niro, who narrated a documentary about him. These are some big names coming out to pay tribute to this guy right here. And, uh, and you could probably guess this one, but who was arrested with Bruce for refusing to provide ID at a performance? So basically, they said some lewd stuff on stage. They get off stage. The cops say, give us some ID. They refuse to give them their ID. Well, the guy who did that with Lenny Bruce was none other than George Carlin. So here's connections to Carlin. Here's connections to Pryor. And, uh, well, well you know, what can you say? I mean, here, here's a guy, you know, if I told you, you know, you're going to go out drinking this Friday night or you're going to do whatever you love to do. 
but expect to be arrested the second you get done it. Are you still going to go do it? And here's a guy, he knew. He knew they were waiting for him. He knew he was going to get arrested the second he got off of the stage. And he said, damn it, I'm going to stand up for my rights. I'm going down. I'm going to do it anyway. And he was prepared. He walked off stage fully. It wasn't like he was getting surprised. Well, you're here to arrest me. Oh, my God. He knew he was going to get arrested. And he said, I don't care. I'm going to stand up for my rights anyway. And there's a guy, you know, it, it, it really... You know, we, we'd have Mr. Rogers comedy, which is nothing wrong. I love Mr. Rogers. Everybody watched him as a kid. But, you know, there's a, there's a place. When you, when you go to work all week and you have to be clean and, you know, do a proper thing, you want to relax on the weekends. And that's why dirty comedy, because it's something you couldn't do at work all during the week. It's a break from reality. It's a break from real life. It's a break from what you normally do. And that's why I always thought there's a, there's a place, you know. Certainly, I go on stage and half of the stuff I do on stage, you know, like Andrew Dice Clay says, you know, the Dice Man, it's a character he does, like, you know, I buy my wife flowers in real life, but, you know, on stage, the dice man, he bashes women. It's not really what he does. It's a break from reality. Not everybody gets that, you know, because he gets picketed and they want to start all kinds of trouble. And certainly we're living in a time right now where anything you say can be offensive. And uh, I, start, I started myself. I did a little bit of the political humor when I first started comedy. And, man... You know, I found out real quick, you can't pick a side, because you pick a side, you're going to alienate half your audience, okay? If you're going to bash someone, you know, make a joke about them, you better make fun of both sides, otherwise you're really going to upset with somebody. And one guy flipped me off because I was telling some uh, George Bush jokes, and he said, why don't you tell some Obama jokes, which I eventually did. I'll make fun of anybody, I give a shit. So I did 50-50, but it was where I was starting to get a better response. I said, you know what, it's too sensitive a subject, you know, that that I'm hitting right here, and here's Lenny Bruce, he's talking on an album about sniffing airplane glue from model airplanes, and these, you know, these albums going out to teenage kids, and you can imagine, you know, the government, and moms and dads against this, they weren't for that, but you know what, he had the right to say it, because this is America, and you got the right to say whatever you want, so God bless America, God bless you guys for tuning in, uh, I had no guests this week, so I did the three fun facts right there about Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, and George Carlin, so those are your fun facts, and places of the trivia because I had nobody to ask trivia this week. We're coming at you from Gardner, Massachusetts, outside of Skip's Diner. In, uh, well, no, actually, it's not Skip's anymore. He sold so it's just the Blue Moon Diner, but it was in the movie Family Ties and a uh, very legendary place in Gardner, and now it's been on Funny Like a Clown podcast, so where do you go from there, okay? It's only downhill after that. I don't care if the president shows up tomorrow. It's not as big as being on Funny Like a Clown podcast because you're the listeners. You're the guys who make it happen, so tell your friends Tell your family, tell your neighbors. We're talking about comedians, and if you like to laugh, tune me in because we're going to discuss every comedian I can possibly imagine. And hey, we're already up to what was this, episode 35 or something, so we're cruising right along. And I will see you next time. Until then, keep laughing and uh, look for my new movie coming out for Preacher to Prophet, a Sam Kennison story. And I'll be back hopefully next week with another podcast. And uh, I'll be coming at you with some uh, G Vegas Buffalo sauce. So we'll see you then, all right? Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.